Chapter 35 Listen, Think, Solve When the master governs, the people are hardly aware that he or she exists. Next best is a leader who is loved. The next one is who is feared. The worst leader is one who is despised. If you don't trust people, you make them untrustworthy. The master doesn't talk, he acts. When his work is done, the people will say, Amazing! We did it all by ourselves, said Bolin Yukdiku. Someday, when it's all said and done, I hope the company looks back to see how I secretly showed up. They'll never know what one man could sacrifice to expand human possibility, and only now it seems that the corporations, along with the rest of the world, are catching up. When I look to the businessmen and women, there is something unique I learned. Underneath the years of hard work, I saw the people's devotion, knowledge, and discipline that was related to what they earn. Like the businessmen and women, be it firefighters, policemen, army, or great athletes, these places are full of good men and women, but as it relates to the masculine, these men have found a place to remain calm and rest in upon entering or dealing with vital or stressful situations. Be it a businessman with a pissed or threatening client, or a soldier running into battle, there is a space of calmness to rest in during extreme stress that could be thought of like a horse's saddle. Now this does not matter your religion or creed. It is a stoic teaching of masculinity that can help set all beings free. There is a space in between emotion and action, the place after feelings arise but before you vocalize, the gap where your mind forms a choice, and in between that gap you can adjust the attitude and narrative that flows from your voice. The great businessmen and women rest in this gap. This is what makes them stoic. Same with soldiers and brave men who give up their life to protect others, for this action is angelic and heroic. The soldiers know this gap well, but it comes at a price. There is an overwhelming force when the emotions rise like a high tide. The body and mind react differently, but the beauty of this gap is that there is no need to hang on. It could be like a zone or a flow. Everything might move in a certain feeling like slow-mo. Was time a bit longer, or was it drawn out? Why there is a certain freedom knowing there is a path of spaciousness that can find the best route. So often people are intrigued with words, they've waited until they've heard it before, or until they can believe what they've observed. But we shouldn't dare cling, because then our intuition might not be heard. To grasp at emotions, or to try to force them into place, becomes a bullying or aggressive quality, like we're building walls to protect our own individual place. But it's everyone's space. The earth is its own, for all humans will someday be dead, and once that happens, there is nothing we'll own. Nothing to hold on to, but there is something here it wants us to know. A journey through life and into this gap where we rest with emotions, and this is a death where we release from our skin, body, and bones. Is this death, or is this a new life? The moment we pause at the end of the breath is the moment of spaciousness 
which is like a light in a dark night. This gap is like a saddle, and this saddle is like your throne. If we fight our emotions, a storm will spread, and sometimes we get angry once we forget we've lost track of the wheel spinning in our heads. Come back to the gap. Let the awareness rest in the saddle where the journey goes on. No beginning, no end, no right or wrong. The most conscious way to meet this gap is to face it head on. And when something difficult arises, you notice where the wheel of the mind begins and listen while the mind stream uses all kinds of tricky disguises. That gap is where you go when you don't know. That gap is the center of where the wheel revolves. Do you see how there is a cycle within life? But there is a way out, and so it goes. Listen, think, solve. This mantra I learned in automation, and it's not quite Zen, but it's a good starting point for the future of our planet to guide the great leaders and business women and men. I also learned that it's better to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission. Of course, I've made mistakes, but there was no mistake when I followed my intuition. Listen and observe, that's a Stoic's first step. When I examine all the men in the brave and mature masculine, this is the place they discover beyond what their own ego might expect. Listen to what is happening, observe one thing at a time, focus on the moment and understand what is happening and see what you can find. Distractions will arise, and so many thoughts will pass. Listen, then think. Surely a solution will arise at last. Listening creates a gap, and the stoic business women and men know this as their map through the day. This is a path where intelligent decisions must be made, and so they know a choice will become the way. It stems from how we rise, which is based upon how we listen, think, and act. Of course, the mind can get vicious when stressed as if it often feels trapped. But there is a gap, and this gap is a great map. You must make the choice to rest in the gap, and so this spaciousness becomes the path. As soon as we react, a new situation appears. Fight or flight, view it as hope or fear, but as soon as you cling to a side, then the ego already set its trap. A rambling in the mind might tell you what to do, but now the ego holds the map. Find comfort in the stillness and silence. Remember in that moment all is okay, for this is the moment of the rising sun, that morning star's bright luminous day. Oh, I've listened to the stoic businessmen, and I know what they say. Listen, think, solve. And the only other thing I'd add is breathe, practice, yoga, meditate, and pray. For that gap is the way out of suffering's trap, the way out of anger. In that gap we choose how to see life, and we even choose to consider who is beyond the thinker. For a mind will ramble. As we listen, we notice a range of thoughts from fear to hope speaking. Then as we may begin grasping for answers and attaching to outcomes, we forget that the intensity arises from our ego peaking. If you can catch yourself, then you can rest in that gap and relax. Focus the awareness on one thing in front of you, and just like that, you're out of ego's trap. Back in control, 
the awareness guides your focus. This place is worth more than gold and money, and it's not magic or hocus pocus. Now imagine if you found the treasure in the universe. Then an intruder came in and put a knife to your neck. He says he's going to kill you if you don't abandon the treasure. And this gap is how you react. All the treasure is yours, but there's no way you'll live to carry it with you to tomorrow. But if you stay calm, you'll find that gap and make a new map. Into the wildness, away from the grasping and attaching. Maybe a king or pirate would die for that treasure. But this gap is the awareness that knows all material things are in passing. Nothing is permanent, not really something we love to be told. Why, I might be a young fool, but I've observed enough to see how everyone grows old. That gap can appear like focus. It can be like a zone. It is like the soil of a fresh garden where new flowers are grown. But if we're not careful, the ego will destroy this soil. It'll cut down all the trees, pave it with concrete, and there the gap is spoiled. Ego wants more. It's never content as we are. Always focused on outcomes in the future, but the future is oh so far. Now a real Tibetan teacher never teaches you to meditate until you've corrected irrational egoism. Because you'll create an ego space where you shut down your analytical insight and shift the reality you live in. So how do you greet the day and remain calm under pressure? Be it a lawyer or a doctor, a street sweeper or a king. The mature masculine can't afford to react to triggers and stressors because he knows that the ego's motive is trying to steal the treasure. If we find that gap, we learn to absorb emotions and release them in healing ways. Then a youthful quality will emerge and this can change the course of history starting with the sunrise today. For there's nothing at risk with this practice. It simply holds space to observe, not accepting or rejecting, just a practice of listening to what is being heard. Listen to leaves and plants. Listen to your client's goals, problems, and needs. Watch wild animals, then observe forests, mountains, and just pause to truly see. Stop to enjoy the moment. Go find that gap. For within this presence is the treasure, and once you sink into this moment, then you have the righteous map. When I departed from the order, I bowed to Bolanyuk Deku when I realized the black cat had been following me all along, tagging behind me like a shadow. It was his gentleness that made us so strong. Bolanyuk Deku carried little, for all he needed was to wait behind the light. Why, he was always looking out from within, and that's how my intuition had such incredible sight. Why, I was a fool to think one person could save the world. And now I found that gap to remember, yes, we can. Why, if we come together and find that spacious place, we will flourish upon this earthly land. And I'll tell you what, remember when I said I saw aliens looking around? I just remembered that they're waiting to show us technology we've never seen, but not until we put down the guns. This is not rocket science. It is pure curiosity. This goes beyond race, gender, and creed. This wisdom makes up all religious text, art, wisdom, and philosophy. Wonder drives the world, and this wonder is worth settling down for. Once we put the weapons down and we rest in the gap, then we'll wonder 
what we fought so long for. That's when the secret technology arrives. That's when the people of this earth celebrate for thousands of years while all beings thrive. That gap is the same place we leave this world from, and it's also the place where our spirit first arrived. To be in this gap is to rest in sacred space. While we are still connected to the six realms of existence, the gap is accessible to all where we can settle into one common place. All of us contain tremendous energy, and so we must search for this gap where we rest. For everything that happens is a teaching that often appears like a curious test. But what's the hurry? Why is everyone rushing around? Respect the earth and all honest revelations will be found. The earth starts to flourish and the weather responds back in proper time. For then the climate is pure and healing is what we are left to find. There is a gap and it is our map. This starts by listening. Yes, who is the one hearing this? Yes, you! And there you are, connected to the intuition. Are you the emotions and the body? Or are you the layers over the mind? Are you the blood and skin cells? Or are you the pure awareness that rests behind? Yes, you are in that body, the one who looks and listens back. And if we wait in that gap, then we remember there's no need to attack. But here's the thing, as the emotions rise, there is intense energy and consequences that this intensity brings. Like pumping a light with current, a volatile force begins to emerge, and from this, an angelic or demonic quality can surge. A will to destroy everyone, or a will to be a protector with bravery and glory. But in that gap, you decide who you are when we remember that we are the characters or avatars of our own story. You could climb beyond your primal instincts and live at the level of man. You could use the mind as a tool to be godlike by resting in this gap and following discipline, action, and hard work as you map out your life plan. We can be rigid with our thinking, as if we ride upon a well-trained horse. We are then using this energy to move faster, and so we can become a powerful force. Just as this opening arises, we feel immense authority and power. This could lead us to become a jealous idol, or will we flourish, or will we be overpowered? As soon as we fight or become jealous, we sink back down, back to the regular humans where conditions are not as classy or renowned. But if we let go, and we release the clinging and grasping, if we rest in the gap and learn to be still without reacting, then we begin to manifest, and this is what the new age calls attracting. Not pushing or pulling, just letting things be as they are, present in the moment and polishing the mirror of the spiritual self until it's reflecting the sun like a bright star. We are always resting somewhere, be it fear, hope, bliss, or weather like rain. We are in the middle of an experience and if it gets too intense, the mind can shift and say things that make us wonder if we've gone insane. The mind reacts to energy, and if we can process it correctly, then the mental circuits do their work. But if we're overwhelmed, all sorts of strange and neurotic behavior pour out and are purged. Whenever that happens to me, chances are I'll stumble upon a suicidal thought. I interpret this as layers of my mind body, or emotions, becoming exhausted, 
and so it's an extreme reaction to stress when I'm caught tight in energetic knots. When energy builds, we can feel it stuck in our body and mind. We can use medicine and doctors to try to solve this, or we can rest in the gap and look deeper to see what we can find. It's in that gap that I found the place where the narrative can be rearranged. I owe this discovery to the stoic businessmen and women of the order, for it was they who taught me not to react with anger when the mind can be changed. Let us remember that nothing is permanent, and the source all energy comes from is totally the same. The businesses and industry are the veins of humanity, and now we are opening our vision to a brand new lens. For who are we? We are one in the same, rising to the future where the secret technologies are reclaimed. For those who believe in God, let us rediscover the tools of the infinite. There are beings within the seas and above the skies who have gone far beyond us. There are capabilities we cannot fathom, because these are things the mind cannot yet know. It was not human labor that built the great pyramids, and God is not a man in the clouds. It is a life source that grows. Listen, think, solve. Know that nonviolence is the way. Adapt, but be careful when you react, because once an action becomes permanent, by the Sutra of Dependent Origination, a reaction will be coming your way. It is not magic, but if we remain calm, then there is much more we can learn, and from this we find a blissful state that goes beyond what wealth can earn. This is what makes us free. It's who we were designed to be. But once the ego builds its walls, fear can lead the mind to atrocity. Find that gap, which is our map, and there you remain calm. Allow things to settle before you react, and there we find much time to take a look around. Can the people live like this? How much more can the earth take? With so much suffering in the world, surely our ego is going to fall and break. We are learning to love the world. We are remembering how to hold space. For this is our home. It is our tomb and also our sacred place. Once we settle upon the earth, we live in a blissful state, for the secret technologies will be delivered and we will have changed the future's fate. Great! Now what will you do? said Bolanyuktiku. I sat under the angel oak, and there I looked down at the dirt in front of my knees. The wind pulled at the leaves, but the four directions did not yet seem to be free. Oh, but there in its place, I noticed a strange root I had only just found. Was this a sign from nature? Why this root stretched into the shape of a king's crown buried within this ground? Now I realize I cannot save this world, for no man should depend upon me. We can come together and save all beings, and the only way this happens is when the industry comes together to support all peoples, creatures, and plants' needs. First we should work to fulfill basic needs, like food, water, warmth, and rest, so that we are all nourished properly. Then we must meet safety needs, like health, shelter, and security. These needs should be given to all humans as well as to the wildness and creatures. Until these basic needs are met, there will never be a perfect law or set of procedures. Once these basic needs are met, we grow into belongingness and love. This includes friendship, intimacy, family, 
and a sense of community and connection. Upon this, we raise ourselves higher with esteem, respect, strength, and freedom. And upon these self-fulfillment needs, we build ourselves to our self-realization. This is the total potential and can be seen as the pinnacle of our entire civilization. Ah, so, now you've come to a point where you see the peak. Soon we'll outline how to climb to get there, and this is the journey our soul has come to seek, said Bol and Yuktiku. For the sake of our survival, and for the sake of life upon this very earth, the industry and man must ascend the peak of this pinnacle, since this is the very point of our human birth. We are here to lift each other up higher. We are here to bring the world to look out from a higher plateau. And how will we do this? asked Bol and Yuktiku. We will grow. Ah, so, now we know, said Bol and Yuktiku.